morning, everyone. Um, I never know if I should wait for people to join because maybe no one will join. You know, it's it's telling me at the bottom to wait because it's it's letting people know. It keeps sending me little messages at the bottom. No one's joining. Um, but it is nice to have this video done for people to watch later, so I'm just going to get going with it. Um, the title is A Big Promise. We're going to level up your writing with three letters, and I think we're going to live up to that this morning, okay? This is one of my favorite hacks. It's so easy. It gets you thinking so, uh, so much more complex. Complexly, I guess it, it's like it just immediately gets you into the editor's mindset, which just makes your writing better in the moment. Um, I first learned this from Roy Peter Clark's 55 Writing Tools, and uh, it's probably my favorite chapter in the book, and it's my go-to. It's like the first thing that I do when I'm trying to improve my writing, and it, it does help quite a bit. So I said three letters but we're not adding them, we're gonna take them away. Uh, INGs, participles, garands, you're gonna be removing these. Um, we're gonna be selective and not prohibitive. Um, we're gonna just limit them and not really take them all out as if it's like something you should never do. But um, I do believe that ING is like the most overused alphabetical sequence in the English language. So I think if it's overused and it it, it just gets um, repeated too much in a small space, it gets grating and um, hard to read. So I asked ChatGPT to give me a paragraph with the most INGs it could possibly give me. And ChatGPT did what, what it does, which is it gave me a paragraph that would have been very good if it was written by a sixth grader, you know? I think I'm going to do a video on on AI and ChatGPT and stuff because a lot of people think that they're going to replace writers and they're just not. Um, not this, I don't know, maybe maybe there's technology coming that's going to be better, but this, this isn't going to be replacing anybody. So here's the paragraph that it gave me. Um, Running swiftly through the bustling city, Sarah was singing her favorite song, feeling the rhythm of the music pulsating through her veins. Passing by the shimmering lights, she noticed people dancing, laughing, and enjoying the mesmerizing evening. Embracing the vibrant atmosphere, she continued strolling, capturing moments, and creating memories that would be cherished for a lifetime. So I rewrote this paragraph to show you not only how much better it is without the INGs, or, you know, without some of them, um, but I also, um, it, it put me in a state of mind to correct a lot of things that are wrong with that paragraph, and it just made the whole thing better because I started eliminating the INGs. You know, because when you take the ING out, you gotta rephrase some of the other words, so it just makes everything a little bit better. So, what I did was, I wrote, uh, Sarah ran through the, uh, the busy city, and first thing I noticed right off the bat here is that you're gonna be participles for some reason, and Garen's, I, I never know which one's which, for some reason they 
always get like a very redundant adverb. Adverbs only need to modify verbs. You don't need them. You don't need to be running swiftly because swiftly is subjective. And if you're running, it's probably as swiftly as you can. So you don't need to run swiftly. You can just run. <laughs> you know, this is just like day one writing 101 kind of stuff. Um, so I, I wrote Sarah ran through the busy city um, instead of bustling because that's another word that just gets... It's, it's just like the ING. It gets used every time you're talking about a city. It's bustling. It doesn't need to be bustling. It can just be busy. You know, you're going to come across cliche words and cliche phrases that could be uh, better said with one simple word. And when that happens, that's what you should do. You should use the one simple word. You should say busy instead of bustling until busy becomes the very obvious word. Um, and so uh, Sarah was singing her favorite song. I changed that to she sang her favorite song. And instead of feeling the rhythm of the music pulsating through her veins, she felt the rhythm pulsate through her veins. So I saved on word count. I think I cut out three words there, if I counted right in my head. Uh, I think I cut out three words, so you save a little bit on word count um, sometimes. Sometimes it's going to end up being longer, but, you know. Um, so then... Passing by the shimmering lights, she noticed people dancing, laughing, and enjoying the mesmerizing evening. That's the worst sentence in the whole paragraph. That's just, like, hard to say. It's got so many INGs. I changed it to passing by the lights, because you can't have some. So I kept passing. Passing's a fine uh, participle, so... Or Garand. <sighs> Participles are the, the ad adjective one, so I, th I think I was wrong about that. But uh, I think that's a Garand. But uh, passing by the lights. Uh, so I kept passing. She saw people. She didn't need to notice them. She saw them. Notice means you were already there and hadn't seen them until you noticed them. She, she saw people dance, laugh, and enjoy the hypnotic evening. I left evening in because that's a fine word for, for what it was. And I did hypnotic instead of mesmerizing because mesmerizing is another one of those words like bustling. It's the obvious word. So, um, I took out shimmering because lights shimmer. You don't need to say shimmering lights. Lights shimmer. It's part of what they do. So I just said passing by the lights. And then I said hypnotic evening to carry a little bit of the weight of like mesmerizing and shimmering, which are words that I took out. So hypnotic is the less obvious word choice. And it also picks up some of the slack for those. Scott Bruton has joined... The video. I don't know if you're still with us, buddy, but uh, thanks for watching. It's good to see you. I um, figured of all people, you'd be into this kind of stuff. We're dropping ings from our from our sentences to to improve our writing. Um, so the next next sentence was um, embracing the vibrant atmosphere. She continued strolling. I said into the vibrant atmosphere. She strolled. Strolling is already like a progressive. Thing. You don't need to continue strolling. You can just stroll, <laughs> you know? Um, so you already see how dropping the INGs gets us to think a little more critically about our writing and gets us to make more interesting choices. Um, and then instead of capturing moments and creating memories, she captured moments and created memories. Um, and instead of that she would cherish for a lifetime, which is probably copy from a jewelry commercial, I wrote uh, sh that she would cherish forever. That's another case of like, 
the, the cliche phrase, cherish for a lifetime, you can save on word count and say cherish forever, and it's way more effective, and it's not something from, you know, a jewelry commercial, like I said. So that's the whole paragraph. Um, we saw redundant adverbs mixed with participles that just didn't need to be there. Um, we dropped a lot of cliche words and phrases for simpler, more effective ones. Um, so I, I summed it up as if your choice is between a cliche word or phrase, always choose the simpler word that gets the point across. It's just better writing most of the time. Maybe if there's a style choice in there somewhere for you, but for the most part, you're better off with the word. And then um, this, this exercise just made us make more interesting choices. And I think it's because of this. I think it's because most people are not thinking about their ING usage. So if you pay attention to it, you're going to make choices and make changes that most people wouldn't make. And that's making your writing unique and interesting over most people. Because most people do write exactly like ChatGPT wrote this paragraph. Most people do not think about ING at all. They cram it in there wherever they can. And for good reason, because participles and garands are great if you use them right. And that's why I said be selective and not prohibitive, because they are great if you use them sparingly. Um, and so... Um, I'd say accentuate them, keep one or two in every paragraph, maybe three. Don't crowd them out, because when they crowd out, they get grating and they start to sound bad. Um, so, like most good things, um, you know, uh, like most good things, it, it's toxic in high doses. That's basically what I would say. So, that's all I got this morning. Um, you can go to my link tree and sign up for my email list and buy my book um, if you want to support. And this will be up later in a cooler, more edited version like I did on Saturday. So enjoy that. Share that when it comes out. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks for joining, Scott. <laughs> You're the only one with me. <laughs> That's fine. I'm glad anyone can join at all. All right. Uh, I will talk to you guys later.